I'm on time. I'm on time. I'm on time. Good, good. Just put everything down here. I've got lots to do today. I've got so much to do today. Right, okay. First thing, good. I'm on time. Haven't got my watch, but that doesn't matter. God will show me the time. Right, okay. First thing, first thing, sound check. Always sound check. We're always here first, early. Now, here, here, here's my guitar. Oh, ah, bright, shiny, and green. Okay. Are the sound team here? Are you ready? You ready? Sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, is that okay? Should I twiddle? Oh, that's a bit concerning. Okay, so let's let's just have a go. Yes, Lord, yes. I'm here to do your will and your way. Is that okay? Great, good. That's good because I've got so much to do. Right, what have I got to do now? Oh, I know I'm going out to children's church later. I've got a puppet show to do. And I haven't, I forgot, I left my puppet here. I don't know where I left it. I left it somewhere here when I was, during the week. It must be around here somewhere. Oh, I bet somebody tidied it up because they didn't realise it was needed, which is a good thing. Let's see if they've put it in the cupboard. Let's have a look. Oh! Oh my goodness, there's loads of stuff in there. Let's see if I can find Georgie. Georgie. Hello, Georgie. Hello. I really have got to clean out this cupboard. I wonder if I can get anybody to help me. Probably can't. There's never enough people. Whoops. Sorry, guitar. There's never enough people around. Hello, Georgie. Hello. Oh, we're going to get ready. Are we? Yeah, we're going to get ready, because we're going to do something with the children. Are we? Yes, we are. What should we talk to them about today? Um, shall we talk about Peter and John, when they went on the lake and they needed people to help them bring in all that fish? I think that's a great idea. Okay, what else have I got to do today? Oh, no, I promised I'd help with hospitality. And I forgot to put the kettle on. Oh, no. Oh, do you think people will mind if they drink cold tea and coffee? I hope not. Do you think they'll notice? Look, there's squash and... Oh, these cups look really pretty. Let me go and see if there's any more cups to get ready to get out. Can you get that, Georgie? I can try. Okay, Georgie, we got them. We got them. Okay. Oh no, there's people arriving. There's people arriving and I promise to be on traffic as well. Oh my goodness, I need to be really quick. There's so much to do this morning. And I don't want to put my guitar down. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose the puppet. Okay. Um, Traffic. Traffic. Um, Traffic. Um, Okay. Okay. Georgie, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to leave you here. Don't leave me. I will have to. Okay, there's the cups. Oh dear, that's not going to work. Do you want to come with me? Yes, please. Okay, right, so we've got to go and put these cups up. Let's go. Oh no, somebody's 
spill their drink? Why did they have to do that? Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. I know I left the mop. Here's the mop. Oh, here's the mop. Here's the mop. Oh. Right, let's go. Oh, that hurts. I know it hurts. I'm sorry, Georgie. Oh, no, they've started the worship without me. Didn't they know I came especially for the worship? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm preaching anyway. Oh, I think they're ready. I just have to preach with the cups here. Never mind. Right, let's see if this iPad will work today. I think it should do. There. Okay, so. Good morning, everyone. Today, we're doing part three of Four Stops to Start. And our key scripture this morning is Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said he would build his church. Do you remember we've been talking about this? So not us building the church, but Jesus builds the church. So if Jesus talked about church, there's something really important about church. And we've also been looking at what is church. So church is a group of people who have heard the call of God and come together through the leading and anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we've been taking four steps along the journey The first one is being refreshed for the journey, from the journey. And we talked about, I'm out of breath. We talked about how, you know, life is life. And there are little things that happen. And so we need to come to church. We need to come and be with our brothers and sisters in Christ so that we're refreshed. So that we can be refreshed, ready to go out. And then last week, we were looking at being repaired from the storms. Because we all know stuff happens. And what the enemy wants to do is isolate us and keep us out where the storm is. And for us not to come into safe harbour. And if you miss those two messages, you can find them on the download. And then today, we're looking at being equipped for the task ahead. And next week, there's provision for the trip. So this stop, this week, is Harbour City. So we're going to have a look in Ephesians 4. And I apologise, Ephesians 4 is, I think, the reading tomorrow. So I'm just going a little bit ahead of myself. I'm allowed to do that, I'm the pastor. Okay, so (laughs) Ephesians 4 says, from verse 11, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So 
We're being equipped here, equipped for the task ahead. There is a purpose that God has called us to, and the scripture for this year is that we're to go and make disciples. So if we're going to go and make disciples, then we need to be equipped for the purpose. Every ship, when it comes into the harbour, it needs to be equipped. Maybe it hasn't got the right nets if it's a fishing ship. Maybe it's a merchant vessel and it needs to be equipped so that it can carry the cargo. There's no point having a ship that hasn't got a hold if you're a merchant vessel and you can carry merchandise. So we need to be equipped for what God has called us. And in this scripture we see that we're equipped by the fivefold ministry, aren't we? We're equipped by the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors... And the teachers. So, I don't know if all of us would want to be apostles. Anybody want to be an apostle? I don't know if I want the responsibility, to be quite honest. Prophets. Well, prophets, they have to spend a lot of time listening to God, don't they? And hearing from God. Evangelists. They're out there on the street. You, know, you can't contain an evangelist. If you're an evangelist, you'll be out there in the wind, the rain, the storms, whatever is going on. You can't contain an evangelist. The pastor, well, the pastor cares for people. And the teacher, that's the person who teaches, brings the word. These, that's the fivefold ministry. But what about everybody else? Well, that's, they are equipping us. It says... So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So the fivefold ministry is there to equip us. And if you have a look in the Strong's Concordance, the word equipped, it means to be like an attendant. Or, sorry, the word for service, ministry, means to be to be like an attendant or a waiter. So I don't know what you think about yourself, but according to Strong's, the works of service that we are to do is to be like people who attend to other people, who serve other people, whatever that work of service is, whether it is preaching, whether it is mopping the floor, whether it's doing the children's ministry or the worship or the traffic, Whatever you're involved in, it's all about other people, and it's not about yourself. It's all about serving. And we're being equipped for works of service, not just inside the church, but outside the church. And a lot of what I've, I've got here, this is all to do with inside the church. But God also wants us to be equipped to go outside, to serve outside. You know, our children's ministry is awesome. And I fully expect in the near future to see our leaders invited to go and do children's ministry in other places because there is an anointing upon our children's ministry. But you have to be equipped to be able to go. So if you're not equipped inside the church, then you can't go and fulfill your destiny outside the church. So equipped means to be fitted out with what is necessary or useful or appropriate for a specific purpose. So we need to be trained. We need to be trained in what God wants us to do. 
And you may remember at the beginning of the new year, we looked at the differences between a partner, somebody who partners with a business, and somebody who is a customer of the business. So we're just going to look at that a little bit again. And the question is, are you partnering with me in the gospel, or are you a customer just enjoying sitting in a pew? Because do you remember in week one, we talked about how church is apostolic. And an apostolic church is a sending church. It's a church where you are trained to go and fulfill your destiny. Okay, so, so I am going to do something with this. I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with holding all of this stuff. So, Enoch, would you like to come and join me? If you can, you go and sit on one of those chairs. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so, thank you, Enoch. So, partners own the house, whereas customers visit the house. So I think a mop is very appropriate here. If you own the house, then you care about what happens in the house. This is my place. This is my house. This is my home. Therefore, to me, it matters whether this place is clean. It matters whether things are, are left over the floor or it's dirty. You know, when you walk into church and you see something that isn't quite right, do you look for somebody else to fix it or do you sort it because it's your house? So in this house, there's lots of things that need to be done. The light bulbs need to be changed. In fact, there's one out there. Okay, that takes quite a long time because you have to get scaffolding out to do it. And really, for health and safety, you should have two people. So you need two people to come when you want to change a light bulb in this place. There's gardening and there's sweeping the leaves and there's painting and there's all kinds of things that have to be done to keep this place fresh. And so the question is, are you a partner in the house? Do you notice the things that need to be done? Or are you a customer and you just visit the house and go, oh, that's dirty. Oh, I wish they'd do that. Or when are they actually going to do something about that? Or are you a person who goes, that needs doing, I'm going to do it? Because that's what a partner does. A partner is an ally. A partner is somebody who works together. And it says in Ephesians 2, 19 to 22, and unfortunately, I, when I looked at WHBC Daily, this was the previous week's scripture. So I was, I haven't got a scripture for this week. So, but it says we are fellow citizens. So we're fellow citizens built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Partnership identifies us. You know when you walk into church, when you see somebody serving, you know that they belong to the house. Yeah. Because they're serving. Yeah. It identifies us. When you go to life group and you're part of our life group system, it identifies you. We see who is in Bolton, who is in Salford. It's a way of identifying us. Okay. So, I want somebody else to help me because I'm getting very hot here. Let's go this direction. I need somebody else to help me. 
help carry the load. Can you help me? Can you take this jacket off me? Can you put it on? Would you like to go and sit on the stage? Sorry, I've knocked it again. Oh, I'm really sorry. My poor guitar. Okay, so second one. Partners share responsibility, whereas customers browse. So we're partners with a common purpose. So we're sharing the responsibility. We're sharing the call that God has put on WHBC. You know, God has given us this amazing vision, World Harvest Bible Church. Sorry, I forgot the name of the church for a minute. World Harvest Bible Church. (laughs) I was thinking about church being family. I was going to say World Harvest Family Church. But anyway, World Harvest Bible Church. And we're partners with a common purpose. Philippians 1, 3 to 11 says, We are in partnership together in the gospel and share in God's grace. So we're partnering together for the gospel. So all of us together should be working together. A customer browses. A customer comes in and they go, do I like this church? I don't know. Let's go to another church. Let's go to another church. Let's go to another church. Or maybe I'll go to this church. And they browse and they like certain, certain things in church, you know. And they go, I want a bit of the word today, so let's go there. Oh, I like the worship at that church. I'm going to go there today. You know, they're really good at feeding my flesh at that church. I'm going to go there today because I really need it. Or are you the kind of person that goes, Where's, who's preaching? Where, who are the visitors in Manchester? So I'm going to go there today or there today. That's what customers do. They browse. But a partner goes, no, I'm responsible. This is where God has called me. I'm partnering. I need to know what's going on with the vision. I need to be up to date with the word that God is speaking through my church. And so that's where I'm going this Sunday morning. Okay, so finally, this stack of cups. It's not a finally, but I can get rid of this stack of cups. They didn't do what it was supposed to do, but hey-ho. So, oh. Oh, did I hit you? Not quite. Sorry, sorry. I don't know what I'm doing, really. I don't know. Do you want to join me on stage? Don't they look lovely up there? Yeah. Okay, so. So. I'm sorry, I'm ignoring you, Georgie. So, partners contribute to the work of the house, whereas customers watch. You know, in church, there are no silent partners, or there should be no silent partner. You know, a silent partner of the business will just give their money, but they're not involved in the day-to-day running of church. They're not involved in being part of serving and the ministry and all the things that happen. They put their money in, but that's about it. Whereas God wants us to put our money in, our time in, and um, our gifts in, what we're able to do. So partnership is about participation. You know, you can be a member of a gym club and not attend the gym club. You can be a member of church and not attend church. But a partner, a partner is somebody who understands we're in this together. We are working together. Luke 5, verse 4 to 7. That's mine. I know it is. I know it's your story. Well, what does it say? It says, the whole of fish was so large 
that they had to call their partners in the other boat to come and help. Oh, they had to call their partners. Yes, their partners. Oh, have you ever needed somebody to help you? Yes, sometimes I have to stay in the cupboard because there's no one to play with me. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I know. I want more people to come and work in Go Kids. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's the truth of the matter, is that sometimes our puppets do stay away because there is nobody to help control what's going on, you know? And at the moment... We have uh, partners, our hospitality team needs other partners to come and help them. And Linda, one of our amazing partners, she's calling out to the rest of the partners and she's saying, help me, help me, I need help. And so the question is, is anyone going to help? Is anyone going to go and see Linda after the service and say, sign me up for the team? But there's lots of other teams saying, help me. You know, we're like, we're little boats and we're saying, help me. You know, we can't do the job on our own. It was fantastic. Yesterday, there was food bank training for food bank. And there was quite a lot of people from the church went. And I was so excited because we're not just in church, being trained for works of service in church, but outside church as well to affect the local community. So I'm going to have to say goodbye to you, Georgie. Oh, but I'm going to find a new friend. Oh, okay. So let's find a new friend. Who wants to be Georgie's friend? Anyone want to be? Oh, here's a friend. Would like to come up on the stage? So partners share the benefits of the house, whereas customers, they pick and mix. Because they can't decide what they want to do. They pick and choose where they want to go and what they want to be part of. Whereas when a partner hears that there is a need, the partner says, yes, I am in. And a partner, we share the benefits of the house. Genesis 12.5 talks about Abraham took his nephew Lot with him on the journey to the promised land. He took Lot The call was for him. The call was for him, for Abraham to go. But Lot benefited because Abraham said to Lot, come with me. And you guys all have amazing gifts and amazing calls. If you don't know what you're gifted in, you need to turn to somebody who knows you and goes, tell me, what am I gifted in? Because your friends will know what you're gifted in. And they will say to you, you know, I think you'd be really good serving here or helping here or doing this. So ask, if you don't know what your gift is, ask somebody. So we need to share our gifts. You know, as preachers, we share our revelation with you. And from WHBC Daily, we're asking everybody to share their revelation that they're getting from the word with one another. But God's also been speaking to me about the fact that WHBC is one body. And what lots of churches do 
is that they operate as if they are two or three bodies. And they go, here's the adults, here's the youth, and here's the children. But that's not what God intended. God intended that we would be one body. So if all of these parts are the church, then some of these parts are the kids and the youth as well. And so when you think about a wall, and we talk about how everybody has a place on the wall, the kids and youth are all dotted in there as well, because they have amazing giftings and talents. And it's fantastic having them serve in church on the third Sunday of the month, because we're getting to see their gifts and talents. And we're getting to benefit from them. So we need to benefit from one another's giftings. And then finally... This is a finally now. I got to part with this. I thought about learning the guitar once. Uh, Are you glad I don't know how to play? It would be awesome. I don't know what it would be like, because I sing all the time, don't I? Anyway, I can't give this away because it belongs to somebody. I'm not giving those things away. Actually... You can keep the cups if you want. (laughs) But who who could we... I know, um, Tiri. Can you play the guitar? Oh, Secret might be coming out now. Can you play? Sorry, a little bit. Oh, what can you play? Um, I'm learning. Can you play better than me? Um, Just say yes. Just say yes. (laughs) Would you like to go and take the final seat? Okay, so partners care for each person in the house, whereas customers care only about themselves. You know, when we partner together, there needs to be relationship. Partners relate to one another. If you're a customer, you come in, don't you, and you don't get to know people. You're an acquaintance. You might bump into somebody that you know in a shop. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I go to other churches, and that's not very often, just to let you know I am here on a Sunday morning, when you you bump in, it's like, oh, do you go to this church? You know, oh, I saw you at the last conference. They're an acquaintance. I don't know anything about them. I don't know their taste in music. I don't know their favorite food. I don't know what flowers they like if I was to send them a bunch of flowers. I know nothing about them because they're just an acquaintance. And if that's how we treat church, if we're just customers, then we're never going to get to know anyone. And partnership is about relationship. So we need to relate to one another. We need to get to know one another. And again, that's why life group is really important, because it is a great way to get to know other people in your area. But also, working on a team is a great way to get to know people, because you have to serve together. So I really want to encourage you, if you're not serving somewhere, to serve. And this is why... When we go back to that scripture that we read right at the beginning, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So today I've equipped these guys for works of service. And I know it's just a little 
little thing, but I can't do everything. When Alan and I planted the church, we did everything. We, we, we led the worship without any instruments. We, <laughs> we led the worship. We preached. I looked after, did the kids' ministry. I made tea and coffee for people. I, I, I cleaned up after them. We didn't have enough people to need traffic. But Alan and I did everything. But now we have this huge church. And so we can all work together in what God has called us to do. And it says, so verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Hmm. Partnering, being equipped to serve. What does service bring? As you serve, it brings maturity in your life. We all want to be mature, don't we, in the gospel. We all want to be mature. We don't want to be like infants tossed around. And actually, one of the ways to become mature is to serve. Because... You know, when, you, when a baby is born, a brand new baby, you don't take a brand new baby and stick it by the sink and say, do the dishes, do you? You don't take a brand new baby and go, right, train your older brother and sister. But somehow, in church, we're not very good at teaching and training people and saying, guys, you need to learn to serve. Because in learning to serve, in learning to think beyond yourself, in learning to reach out and care for others, in learning that we're in this together, in learning to hear the cries of other partners and responding, we're maturing. Do you see that? Our serving matures us. What else does our serving do? It brings unity. Because as we serve with one another, we have to work together. We have unity because we belong to the Father. But we need to work together in unity. And we do that in a team as we learn how to get along with different people because we're all different. You know, Alan and I are very different. He likes things done particular way and I like things done in a particular day, way but because we are senior pastors together we have to learn how to work together and that creates a unity as we work together but what also does it do it builds you up serving builds you up your service it builds you up it makes you stronger Because you are learning to reach out beyond yourselves. It makes the church stronger. Because we're doing things together. And we're working together. So being equipped is really, really important part of coming in to the harbour. And making sure that you have everything that you need to fulfil that calling, that destiny that God has placed 
on your life so that you are totally equipped. So I've just given these guys these, these props. And now I can stand here free to do what God has called me to do. He's called me to lead. He's called me to preach and teach. He's not called me to lead the worship, although I'm a worshipper. He's not called me to be the cleaner, but it's my house, and so if I see a mess, I will clean it up. He's not called me to be on traffic, but if I'm standing there and I see somebody needing help, I will go out and help. It's all how you you think about what the calling is on your life. What else did we have? Tea and coffee. I apologize, I don't know how to make coffee on that machine, but I can make you a good cup of tea. (laughs) And I love children's ministry, and that's where I did a lot of my training to stand up front and preach, because it's a fantastic training ground, because you have to learn to say things really um, clearly and and very succinctly. There's a long word. So... We're all in this together. And so I just want you to think now. We're going to respond now to the Lord. And I want you to think about how you feel about church at the moment. Are you partnering in the gospel? So do you see this house as your house? Or if you're a visitor from another church, you know, think about your own church. Do you see that church as your house? Or are you a customer who just goes for the 60 minutes, the 90 minutes, and then go home and not worry about anything else? Are you a partner who shares the responsibility, or do you just browse? Are you here? Do you share the responsibility of the common purpose and the vision on this house? Are you a partner who contributes to the work of the house? Or do you watch? I had to ask somebody to pick up the cups when they went on the floor. There are things that happen and we just watch it happen instead of actually going, oh, I need to jump and pick those up. So... Do you contribute to the work of the house or do you just watch what's going on? Are you willing to share your gift with others? Because partners share the benefits of the house. They share the gifts they have with one another. Or do you want to keep your gift to yourself and just visit lots of different churches? And lastly, a partner cares For each person in the house. Whereas a customer, they care only about themselves. Who do you care for today? With a word like this word, we need to, I think, be active in our our decision. And it was interesting, as I was thinking about this at the end, you're not just partnering with me in the gospel, you're partnering with Christ. Because he is the head of the body. And the head of the body calls us to be partners with one another. And that might mean that you need to adjust something in your life so that you can be equipped, so that you can be trained. Maybe the ministry or the call that you feel God's calling you to requires you to go to the training center because partnering 
identifies us. Partnering identifies us. It says we're here together, but we're partnering today to say, yes, Lord, we are here. We're in this together. So let's just pray. Yeah, Father, we stand here today and we say that we are partnering together. We are partnering together here in World Harvest Bible Church. And you put the name of your church if you're from another church. I'm saying I am here today. I am ready to share my time, my money, my gifts. I am ready to own this house and to see it as my house. And today I say I am ready, Lord, to serve you. Take me into greater and greater maturity with you. Equip me, Lord, for the voyage. Equip me for the destiny. Equip me for what you have called me to. And Lord, I pray that we will be faithful servants. Faithful servants. Faithful servants to what you are asking us to do. And this year, as we've said, go and make disciples. You say that every single year to us. That we are partnering together to go and make disciples. Lord, may we be obedient to what you're calling us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.